For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. From Capital Broadcasting Company, this is WREL Out and About. I am your host, Kathy Hanrahan, the editor of WREL Out and About. And I just wanted to, you know, introduce you guys to a really fun new segment that we've got on WRL.com. So we made a little bonus episode of the podcast. So two podcasts, one week, um, just lots of fun. So one of our multi-platform reporters, Kevin Kaminsky, had this great idea to feature some additional local business coverage. He's going to be digging into uh, the local businesses you love, some you may have not heard of, some you may have. He's going to try and find out more about them and give them a really great spotlight on WRL.com. And the first one he's looking at is actually a Voter's Choice Award winner for uh, Best Southern Food. It is Big Ed's. So he headed out to Big Ed's and City Market interviewed lots of people, and he actually had a wonderful interview uh, with the manager right now, Sam Hobgood. So he gave me some audio. So we've got this for you. You can listen to this interview, find out more about what's going on at Big Ed's. So this is Kevin and Sam Hobgood. I wonder what your your family, your parents' motivation was when they bought this place and, and took over when they did. Did they, was, did they enter it with an intention of keeping things pretty much the same? Do they want to put their own twist on it? And what was their reason for doing it? Um, both the former and the latter. So, you know, they, they've been in the restaurant industry, my dad, his entire career. Um, they owned a barbecue restaurant in Hillsboro, where I grew up when I was a kid, that they sold after about 10 years of being open. Um, and then my dad spent a few years with us, you know, we were younger boys consulting and doing catering jobs before this opportunity presented itself when Ed was looking to retire. Um, I guess I was 12 when they bought it and I know at the time their mindset was we really want to maintain and sustain what it has been and what it has become. Um, and then operationally, you know, they threw in their own little bits and pieces, um, to operate the restaurant that we wanted to. But as far as the brand goes and the quality of the food and the quality of the service, that all stayed the same. And that's still the same 32 years later. Um, it's just, there's different operational twists that go on behind the behind the kitchen door, so to speak. What does Big Ed's mean to the city market district, this location? What does it mean to that area and that community? I think it means everything to city market. Um, I mean, we bring a lot of foot traffic to this uh, city block. Um, There's a lot of great surrounding stores and restaurants, um, but I think we bring a lot of daytime foot traffic. and I think that means a lot for the small retail businesses we have next door um, or even some of the other restaurants who get visibility. You know, we kind of feed off of each other in that regard. If you go to Vicks and you've never been to Big Ed's before, you might hop over here the next weekend or vice versa. Um, and I think for the downtown district of Raleigh, I think it means a lot to have a breakfast and brunch restaurant in the city center. Um, and the heart of it all, not to say there aren't other breakfast restaurants around. There's plenty of them. Um, but I think I think Big Ed's means a lot just to, means a lot to downtown Raleigh. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm wondering what sort of your favorite aspect of it is. 
running a restaurant like that that is such a staple when you have i'm gonna imagine a whole lot of regulars that have been eager to get back in there um when you see sort of the same faces over and over what does that mean to you and your family uh it's refreshing and heartwarming um i will say in the last few weeks we've seen a couple of regulars who had not dined with us for the entirety of the past year who have been vaccinated right. and are going back out to eat um, that's been a real treat um and for parents, you know, having done it for a longer period of time, they've really developed more relationships um, with some of our regulars. Um, you know, I'm still in a more juvenile stage of my career. So I, I've only gotten to know so many folks and I've only been around um, for a few years now. But to visibly see them, I recognize everyone, even though I may not know them. Um, it means a lot to see the sustained commitment from them, understanding that our, it means that our food is good and our service is good um, and that they want to join us on a daily or weekly uh, or monthly basis, whatever it may be. If you had like one last meal to eat there, last time you ever get to do it, what's, what are you ordering? What's on your plate? That's a good question. Um, but I know it off the top of my head because it's been my favorite thing since I was a kid. It's country style steak over rice with gravy, with collard greens, mac and cheese, biscuit with molasses and honey. That's what I would do. No, I wouldn't do the I wouldn't do the breakfast route. Okay. <laughs> we'll have that on the menu on Tuesday. The Out and About podcast is going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with more about Big Ed's. The Out and About podcast is back with more about Big Ed's. I want to ask you one more, sort of shifting a little bit to the pandemic. I think. One of the things we're sort of focusing on with the series is sort of how things impacted you. And I don't know if you have specific numbers that you know of off the top of your head, but I'm wondering in general or as specific as you can get or would like to get how much financially the, the pandemic impacted uh, your, your city market location. Um, I mean, that's the case with any restaurant, a considerable amount. I mean, we did close our doors for, I think, six weeks for reopening for um, takeout for two weeks. And then after those first two weeks, we went to the 50% capacity. Um, you know, I will say that we've been able to receive some of the PPP funding. Um, you know, that's That's been able to sustain all three of our locations, including our city market location. That's been extremely helpful. Um, I can't deny the impact that that has had. Um, that has allowed us to maintain a staff and maintain um, an open restaurant that can then generate its own business. Um, so the PPP was lit the literal lifeline um, behind all this because without it, the the sales just weren't there because the foot traffic hasn't been there. Um, simple as that. It's not a lack of desire or a lack of um, quality service, quality food. It was just no foot traffic. And that's especially been the case downtown with a lot of the remote workers. Um, we haven't seen, I mean, gosh, Red Hatters, we'd have a Red Hat group in every day to every other day being right around the corner, Duke Energy folks, you name it. Um, and they haven't been here. So the foot traffic hasn't been there. And if it hadn't been for the PPP money, um, it would have been a lot different of a dynamic and a lot different of a story. Have you seen an uptick in visitors, foot traffic in the last few weeks? Uh, governor's orders come out, more people out, weather's yep. getting better. Weather's getting better, vaccinations are going up, comfort level's going up. There's a direct correlation. Uh, with business in the last month and um, the broader pandemic. You know, 
January and February are typically slow months for the restaurant industry, um, but they're especially slow this year, painfully slow at times. Did you ever have a day where you worried that this was going to be the end? Oh, yeah. I was actually thinking about this morning when I was driving to work. Without, I mean, it's been a year, and I was thinking to myself, God, I was so bored a year ago when we closed, thinking to myself, is this going to work out? Is this going to work for the entirety of my career? Kind of going into the winter, too, I kept wondering to myself, is this ever going to change? Which I knew it would. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I wasn't oblivious to the fact it's going to change in a few months. But you get into that day-to-day grind, and it just becomes this really weird, dark cycle of wondering, is it ever going to change? So I'm wondering, because I look at your menu, and I grew up around here, but I haven't lived here in a long time. But your menu, these types of items, you can find other places. There's other places that serve a lot of these like Southern style, home style, comfort food type of dishes. How did you, what do you do differently that allowed you to win that award? What do you do differently that separates Big Ed's food from other places that serve similar types of cuisine? Um, yeah, there's a lot of good Southern food around. Um, wholeheartedly agree with that. Yeah, I think it's twofold. I think the first thing would be consistency. So we do have three locations. Um, and I was personally honored that we were chosen as a whole company and not just one location, um, which has happened a couple of times over the last few years since we opened a second location. Um, you know, we've when we opened a third location, we really streamlined a lot of things in our kitchen to make sure that our recipes were consistent in the same. Uh, we were understanding that we're now a restaurant group and we want to make sure we're consistent across the board. Um, I think we've done a really good job achieving that. So consistency is one thing, um, both across all three kitchens and just each kitchen individually. We're consistent every single day in what we do. Um, beyond the consistency, I would say it's the quality of our ingredients and the amount of intentionality we have in preparing them. Um, we make sure that we have good ingredients because you can't have good food without a good ingredient. You know, you can't have a, a really cheap part of a recipe without that coming out at the very end, the final product. Um, when you cut corners, you're doing just that. You're cutting a corner. So we're really intentional about quality ingredients and putting a lot of time and energy into our food preparation to make sure that the food itself um, is the best that it can be. Uh, I think Big Ed said this a lot. He said um, his mom always told him, and I think there's a newspaper article somewhere in the restaurant where he says this directly. If it isn't good enough for you to sit down and eat yourself, don't put it in front of somebody else. And we especially hold true to that. Did you keep a lot of the recipes that were there from when he was in charge? Or did you all just add some or how'd that go? Um, I would say our recipe book has evolved over the last decade and it's just kind of, it's, it's, it's always a moving target. It's always evolving. You're always looking to improve. I mean, we we're constantly looking at what we do with our recipes, updating them to make sure that it's the best way to go about it. Um, not to say that we're going and changing the core flavor profile of what it is, but we're looking at the way we prepare it um, with little tweaks here and there to just always be improving and constantly taking feedback from customers um, from ourselves, from our own staff here to really see if we're making the best food we possibly can. So what is something that you would want people to know about big ads, anything that you don't think they might know already? I think one of the things I'm most proud of um, with our business is the diversity of who dines with us. Um, I think you walk into any one of our dining rooms, any location, you're going to see everybody and anybody. Uh, this is a place that is welcoming to any individual. Um, we pride ourselves on having an affordable meal for your family or for yourself. Um, so you go to any Big Ed's location, you come to Big Ed's downtown, you're going to be surrounded by your neighbors. 
um, in a really authentic fashion. Um, and it's a place where the community can really come together and enjoy a meal in a dining room. You know, it doesn't feel like it's exclusive or it doesn't feel like it's a place where only a certain group of people are going to go eat. It, this is a place for everybody, um, no matter who you are. And it's a really comfortable setting. That was a great interview. I want to thank Kevin for um, sharing that with us. And uh, it's always great to learn more about the places that we dine uh, and kind of find out how they've been uh, dealing over the past year. And of course, Big Ed's always a delicious uh, Southern food. Oh, so good. I'm so hungry now just having listened to that interview. I'm going to have to go get um, some food right now. So yeah, thanks, Kevin uh, and Sam. So uh, anyway, this has been the Out and About podcast, a production of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Please follow us and share with your friends. Follow us on all platforms, WRL Out and About, and have a fantastic rest of your day, guys. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.